Welcome to JD Inspo Podcast. I'm your host, Janae Dempsey. JD Inspo Podcast is a safe space for women all around to come together to be inspired, motivated, and uplifted. Most importantly, we will talk about self-care, self-love, and many ways you can elevate to the highest version of yourself. So sit back, relax, and tune in. Hello, you guys. Welcome to JD Inspo Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning into my other podcast episodes. On this episode today, I am going to talk about the importance of entrepreneurship. And then I also will interview Kiara K. Lynn. Um, as I said, she has multiple businesses. So you will hear about that later in this episode. Before I dive in, I just wanted to talk about this past weekend. So I hosted my morning mindfulness event. It was awesome. The ladies came together. We created um, morning routines for ourselves. And we kind of talked about the importance of not allowing any negative energy to get in our space. We practiced affirmation. We did some meditation. So now these ladies have set routines because I felt like that was a challenge for all of them and trying to figure out how can I start my morning off? How can I make it effective? And like I said, we can give so much time to other things, but the important thing is to give back to ourselves so that we're not burned out because that's so important. And um, it was just an amazing event. So my next event is my women's brunch, which is March 15th. If you want to know more details about that, make sure you check out my Instagram page, JDinspo underscore, and also like me on Facebook as well. You'll see more about my upcoming events. Um, And then also, I had the opportunity to watch this really amazing documentary on Netflix called She Did That. So I'm pretty sure everyone is probably familiar with it by now because it's been like live and like well-known and put out there on social media and when I watched it I was just super amazed super inspired and super motivated because it talked about the lives of these um African-American women, they all come from different walks of life and just their journey and their startup to entrepreneurship. And now their businesses are blossoming into something beautiful. The one girl talked about how like she went on Shark Tank and basically the guy told her that her business wouldn't make it for her. Kind of just like, you know, was just downplaying her whole dream and her whole vision for her brand. And now her brand is just blossoming into something beautiful. So if you haven't had the chance to, I definitely encourage you to watch the documentary. And like I said, even if you're not into entrepreneurship, it's still something, you know, inspiring to watch. I really enjoyed it because I feel like with entrepreneurship, um, the guy had mentioned, you know, it's not, you know, a sprint, it's a marathon. And it's the importance of being consistent and all those other things as well. So let's get into this. So um, there's a lot of things to realize when it comes to entrepreneurship. It's not as easy as it looks like it's definitely a lot of work and commitment that goes into it it. So um, I have made some points that I thought would be important to share in the journey to entrepreneurship. So um, in the process of doing this, the person who is, you know, doing business, they have to be able to pour into themselves just as much as they pour back into their business. And I feel like that's so important because you don't want to give so much commitment and time to other things and pour out to others that you don't have that to give back to yourself when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, And I feel like that's so important. And the importance of collaboration over competition, I can't stress that enough because I feel like we're in this generation, we live in a time where everyone just wants to compete and go against each other. And no, let's do some collab work. Let's work together. Let's come together and brainstorm ideas for entrepreneurship because I feel like that's the kind of world we live in and being able to um, break that generational curse is so important. 
Um, and so the journey with me starting entrepreneurship, like I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs, anything like that. Like it was just kind of my own thing that I took the initiative to do. Um, and so when I was sitting at work one day, I just realized that there's something greater than me just sitting behind a desk, um, you know, taking care of clients needs and things like that. And I really had to pray on it, ask God to reveal it to me. And he kind of started with, with this journey, um, First, it started with my blog page, and then he put it on my heart to do a clothing line. And it was like the last thing I even thought about. And, um, you know, doing entrepreneurship so far, you know, it's taught me a lot. I'm a little bit in. I'm not too far in, years in, but I'm just getting my feet wet with learning the ins and outs of different things. And so, um, you know, when you don't come from a family of entrepreneurs or anything like that, you know, it looks strange to others. Like, oh, how did you get started? Like, did you go to school for this? You know, all of those kind of questions um and so you know i am in school but it's not for anything with business it's more so for um social work but i feel like my you know focus is kind of shifting more more towards entrepreneurship so i'm kind of back and forth with social work and also doing entrepreneurship as well um and so in this journey i kind of took the time to learn everything by myself i always told myself i'm going to be the kind of person that if i want to know how to do something um before anything, I'm not going to pay anyone else to do it because I feel like that person had to learn before they started charging people for their services. So I want to be able to do the research. I want to be able to learn on my own. And I feel like, you know, that's so important because it helps to save money. And then, you know, you don't have to keep going back to that person to learn how to do something. So I'm always one that I like to be hands-on just to figure out how to do things for myself. Now, if there's a point where I feel like, okay, this is impossible and I can't do it, I will definitely, you know, ask for someone's help. But I really do try to do it um, by myself. Um, in this journey of entrepreneurship, sometimes there's no loans or handouts. I know for me, there's no loans or handouts when it comes to doing all the things that I'm doing with my brand. Um, also with doing women empowerment workshops, things like that. All of that is sponsored by me. I don't, you know, look for anyone to help me. I kind of figure and navigate everything out on my own. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are some people who take out loans and things of that nature, but I kind of just hustle from the muscle, if that makes sense, um, to do all the things that I want to do. Um, another thing is sometimes I have to take a break from my business and be kind of in tune with myself just as a, you know, human being, because sometimes it can get overwhelming. It, it can get frustrating. And so, you know, not to get myself all worked up and overwhelmed, I sometimes just take a break and I disconnect and then I kind of refresh and restart up if that makes sense. Um, so I feel like that's important with, you know, your business. Sometimes you have to take a step back. Sometimes you have to take a break from it. Um, so that's why, you know, I always take the initiative to do that. So I came across this really um, good quote, and I think, you know, anyone can benefit and be inspired by it. So it says, nobody starts with 10K engaged followers. Nobody starts with a number one ranking podcast. Nobody starts with immediate brand partnerships. The fact of the matter is they all started and they kept going. And I think that's so important because entrepreneurship and success is not as easy as it looks like that. That happens based off people's consistency, them working hard to get to where they want it to be. And I think that you have to have, you know, that drive and that um, that force within you to be, you know, um, 
consistent with all of that, if that makes sense. And so, you know, for me, I'm just starting out with my podcast and, you know, I have followers and I'm not looking for it to be a bunch of followers right now, but I'm building upon that. So building upon my brand, building upon my blog page, building upon my podcast, and I'm taking the time with it. I'm not rushing because like I said, when entrepreneurship and business, it's not a, um, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And so um, I feel like with entrepreneurship, you have to be built for this life because it's not easy. Like, you know, a lot of people, you know, think it's easy, but when you're actually in it and you're doing it, it's a whole different like journey. It's a whole different like mindset because you have to be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest fan, and you have to be consistent because no one else will do that for you. And especially if you're working by yourself, and you're not like doing collab work. Like I know for me, I do a lot of things by myself because I have a certain vision in mind. And if I have people on my team and if I'm having people collab with me, I want them to understand my vision just as much. So I feel like that's important. So um, with entrepreneurship, it means making sacrifices, taking risks, being consistent, um, you know, putting a lot of time in, your dedication, your hard work, and so much more. It's a lot that goes into entrepreneurship. And I think anyone who's doing this can relate and understand that. And so, um, you know, the question I have for you is, what are you willing to risk to make your dreams happen? What are you willing to risk to um, do entrepreneurship? You know, it's a lot of sacrifices and things that are involved in this. So, you know, be mindful of it as well. Um, I think entrepreneurship also helps to build different networks and support systems. Like doing this, I've met so many people that I probably would have never met if I would have never started this journey. And I'm just super grateful for it. So I feel like that's important, you know, you know, not even with just entrepreneurship, but anything else you can build upon networks and support systems. But I feel like with entrepreneurship, that definitely helps it. Um, another thing I want to say is there's no rush or race for entrepreneurship because we're all on our own path. And I feel like, you know, with this generation we live in, we kind of feel like we have to be in competition. We got to be so focused on what the next person is doing. And it's nothing like that at all. Be in your own um, path, be in your own lane, because that's most important. So um, I'm pretty sure that you guys are familiar with this quote that says, you don't have what I want and I don't have what you need. And I feel like that's a key, key quote, because I feel like there's no need for competition. You simply don't have what I I want and I don't have anything that you need that we need to be in competition with each other. I feel like we can collab, but I don't want to be in competition with you, you know, if that makes sense. So Another important thing that you could also do as well is help others while helping yourself in the journey of entrepreneurship. You don't have to be, you know, selfish. You can help others because I feel like even though I'm a work in progress and even though I have a lot of things going on, I want to be able to help other people in any way that I can. I'm not perfect. I'm still trying to figure things out. But if I know something and it can be helpful to someone else, I want to be able to do that. And so also realize, like I said, again, you are your biggest supporter and fan through the entrepreneurship process, business, anything that you're doing with your dreams, your goals, your vision, you're always going to be your biggest um, supporter and fan. So, you know, be mindful of that always. So speaking of entrepreneurship, now we're going to dive into the interview that I did with um, Kiara Caitlin, and she's going to talk about her business. Hi, 
so on this episode today, I have Kiera Kaylin here with me. Um, we actually met through a mutual friend and we kind of been networking and working together ever since then. So she's actually here to talk about her amazing um, businesses that she has. Um, so Kiera, start first by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and kind of just all the different things that you're doing right now. Oh, hey, Janae. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, so yes, I'm Kiera Kaylin. I'm a freelance makeup artist here in Philly. Uh, I kind of have my hands in a lot of things right now. I'm doing. You do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm doing my makeup. Um, I still accept clients, but I have my own YouTube channel and I do work doing during, excuse me, I work doing short films and music videos and different things like that. I do beauty makeup and special effects makeup. So I do get picked up for a lot of that, but I do still take my loyal, you know, my loyal clients that have been rocking with mm-hmm. from the beginning. Um, I do hair. I started out doing hair first, so I still take some clients for hair every now and then. Every time I pop up and post something, everybody's like, what? You doing hair again? And then I get booked up. So I'm still doing some of that. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of doing a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pretty So you're pretty busy. So I kind of want to ask you some questions about like your makeup journey. Like, how did you start that out? Did someone teach you? Did you naturally learn how to do certain things on your own? And like, what's the future with your makeup? Do you plan to do like your own makeup line someday? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I don't. So honestly, YouTube University. <laughs> That's where I learned <laughs> most of my makeup mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I swear, I learned by watching watching others I can watch a video and I just be like I could do this and I literally mm-hmm. will go out get everything I need and I'll do it like literally no lie and that's okay. how I've always been I've always been very hands-on uh and I could just like literally mimic what I'm looking at and that's what I did okay. I would practice on myself and then I would get one random friend like when I was younger I would just get somebody like somebody daring that don't care <laughs> and mm-hmm. I would do it and then we see the magic that happened it was like what I'm on to something and mm-hmm. that's pretty much where it started but believe it or not I started out as a tomboy and I didn't start getting into makeup until I got to high school so like maybe wow 15 16 years old in high school like 10th grade um, I did this school fashion show and I did lashes for it. And then I started doing eyebrows. That's what I started doing first. And the response I was just getting from everybody, I'm like, okay, like they liking this, like they liking what I'm doing. Like, all right, I'm on to something. Then I went mm-hmm. to school. I, I just kept doing eyelashes and, uh, and I don't mean like the individual mink eyelashes that everybody does. Know. Mm-hmm. That's like $300. I mean the little cluster, you know, the little cluster <laughs> lashes. Yes. I was charging $15. I was charging $8 for eyebrows, which is crazy looking back on it. But yes, Mm -hmm. then I took those same talents away to school when I went up to Lincoln University. And it wasn't a lot of people up campus doing makeup. So I was getting a lot of play up there. And I was just going to different people dorms and doing the eyebrows. And everybody was loving it. And then eventually... They start seeing like, well, can you do my face for this party? And I'm like, sure. I was only charging probably like twenty five dollars. Wow. <laughs> but eventually, it just it just grew, and I just got better and better with it. And that's pretty much how my journey started. And nobody will believe it. It's like, what? You were a tomboy. Like when I tell you, I was the roughest little girl ever. And then the turnaround and just <laughs> all into the glam and beauty industry. Like it's just crazy. That's awesome. And so you guys, Kiera does my makeup, just so you know. So Kiera, (laughs) tell them what your Instagram page and your YouTube page is so that they can know about it as well. Yes, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Kiera Kaylin. That's K-I-E-R-A-K-L-Y-N-N. 
Um, same for YouTube, Kiara K. Lynn. Uh, I do post, uh, I try to post every Wednesday and Sunday. So I have a few videos up on YouTube that you can go check out. I do the beauty makeup and I also do special effects makeup, which is like the gore and all the bloody stuff. <laughs> all the special Tell effects. us a little bit more about that. <laughs> yes, the special effects. I, I got into that back in 2018 and I worked with I worked on a film, a short film, and they wanted somebody to have bruised knuckles and a black eye. And I'm like, bet I could do this. And like I said before, I learned everything from YouTube. So I just looked at one video, no lie. Well, I already had the concept, like, you know, you'll look at a, a reference photo on Google or something. And I just was like, you know, I could do this. I don't know what it takes to do it, but I know like it just makes some it makes sense to me to just use dark pain dark this like you know it just makes sense on how to do it mm-hmm. so I looked at YouTube and I'm like I could do it I went out and got everything they recommended and I did it and before I knew it I was like a little master with it <laughs> and I started well, getting picked awesome. up yep I started getting picked up for different music videos and different short films and I think I worked on about six or seven uh to date so it's okay been, it's been pretty cool like I like the responses I've been getting and it's just really cool to be so young and and you know, it's not a lot of African-Americans doing it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I hear that a lot, like, by the producers that I work with. They're like, wow, okay. like, you're so young. And it's not. It's really not a lot of Black people doing it. Mm-hmm. So I really, do, okay. I really do like it. I feel like I'm in my own little lane with it, you know? Good. And so another question I have, in terms of, like, just besides social media, what's, like, another way you market yourself or get yourself out there, like, with your um, makeup line? or I mean, your makeup for people to know that you do makeup. Is it, like, word of mouth? Like, how does that whole process work? Uh, truthfully, it's been pretty much through word of mouth. I mean, I do promo myself, um, not as often as I should. That's one thing that I said I want to get better with with 2020. Uh, but. Okay. Thank God that I have a lot of loyal supporters and a lot of loyal clients that share my work and that post and it's it's really through word of mouth. Every single job that has come to me as far as like fashion shows and music videos and these short feature films, these different projects, I have not applied to any of them. Everybody has come to me and that's like unheard of. So I'm truly blessed in that way and I'm really thankful for all the support that I get with that. Um, But just recently I've been starting to you know really promo especially now that I have this YouTube video Mm -hmm. um yeah because I I like the responses I get but I need to put in more legwork for myself if that makes sense you know no that makes sense and I think it's I think it's really a matter of consistency when it comes to anything that we want to do like just being consistent no matter what and sometimes that can be a challenge when we have a bunch of things you know going on in our life yes so I totally get that so in terms of like because I always ask people you know whenever they're doing business like do you have any short-term or long-term goal plans for yourself in terms of your makeup like do you see yourself um having like your own makeup line someday like what what does the future hold with doing makeup up for you yes I mean definitely I definitely would love to have my own skincare I mean my own I have my own skincare line (laughs) but I would definitely love to have my own makeup line uh one day that's definitely a long-term goal uh right now I do well back in September I launched a skincare line called Transparency Cosmetics yes Um, and it's it's an all-natural skincare line all handmade homemade products and with that line like it just the whole goal behind it was to just show people that you don't have to hide behind your skin. You don't have to be limited. Like people, so many people struggle with confidence and Mm -hmm. a lot of people is because of their skin. Right. 
one person that I have really close to me is my brother. My brother suffers from uh, acne. Yes. And he doesn't like to go out because he's going to be so mad I shared this. <laughs> he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't like to go out um, mm-hmm. because of it. Like when it flares up, when he has, when he had, when he is having an outbreak, he will not go out. Like he'll go to work and mm-hmm. come right back home and stay home. And I'm like, wow, bro. Like you are so like cool. Like you're so everything. Why are you just mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's, it's really true. Yeah. heartbreaking because there's so many people out here that struggle with these insecurities. Um, exactly so, yeah and it, me being vain like I'll get a pimple and freak out but these people go through it all the time like you know their skin is purging all the time mm-hmm. so I'm like what can I do and I came up with something that cleared my skin up and I'm like whoa like I might I, you know I'm really onto something and right. I, I used him and we went through seven days and then it was 14 days and then it was 28 days and I'm like wow like your skin is like clear like what in the world like this is really working like okay I'm like Mm -hmm. we're gonna brand this I'm putting this in some bottles and we're gonna sell this and (laughs) sure enough I launched September 20th of 2019 uh, which is my best friend's birthday um and I launched and I sold out in a month all my products which that's so awesome yes it was so and I think and I think for me, like, I love the meaning behind what your skincare line stands for just because I was one that actually struggled with my skin. So yes. it was a point in time where I was wearing makeup consistently every day. Mm-hmm. And then when I stopped, I didn't feel comfortable. Like when I would go out in public, I felt like all eyes were on me just like, oh, my gosh, look at her face because I had so many blemishes. It was so much that I just disliked about my skin. Yeah. And so I like the meaning that you had behind your brand to make people feel comfortable, to make people feel confident you know in their skin as well so um just knowing that yeah just knowing that your products you know are amazing so guys make sure you check her out um so another topic that I'm going to dive into with you Kira and I know this might be a little bit of a touchy subject um I definitely wanted to talk about you know the tragic loss of your sister um just wanted you to share that journey with us and kind of like how you're processing all of that right now at this current moment well, so yeah, uh, back in 2018, March 18th, 2018, it's actually coming up on two years, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, my sister, my best friend, uh, Dominique Kimani Oglesby, she was killed, um, a senseless act of gun violence um, in West Philadelphia, Galaxy West on 52nd and Market. Uh, she was leaving mm-hmm. church and she walked into the bar to pick up some food. And upon arrival, she, you know, got into it with this girl um, they got into a fight. The boy that the, the girl was with uh, jumped in it mm-hmm. and put his hands on my friend. Things escalated mm-hmm. really quickly. Um, and he pulled out a gun and he shot her. Wow. Um, he also shot her father and her grandfather. Oh, um, no. wow. Yeah. And she uh, she died from it. And the I guess the suddenness of it, if that's even a word, mm-hmm. <laughs> like how mm-hmm. sudden it was. And how tragic it was. Um, I couldn't really wrap my mind around it. I'm sure. Yeah, I I just, I'm like, I just talked to her last night. Like, and then the way I got the news, it just was, it just was unreal. And uh, prior to her death, I haven't had, uh, I mean, I've lost people, but it it hasn't Mm -hmm. been anyone that close to me, if that makes sense like no I hear you this was my best friend for 14 years so how did you guys meet each other we met in fourth grade (laughs) 
Okay. So you guys were like in third lifetime, grade. Right? I'm sorry, we met in third grade. Well, that's yep. like lifetime. So I feel like yeah. you can't call everybody your best friend. And so mm-hmm. you're saying, like, you know, this was your sister. This, this was my sister. Like this was my yeah. sister. Yeah. So where sure. are you? Yeah, where where would you say you're at like mentally? Like how are you what have you learned from this experience and what advice would you give to someone that may be going through a similar situation such as this one? Definitely don't rush the healing process. Do not rush mm-hmm. the grieving process because that's something that I did and I kind of spiraled out of control. Um I I went to therapy. I was I'm an advocate for therapy. I love, you know, I'm the first person to tell you seek counseling, you know, go talk to somebody. I'm I'm all for that. Um and being that person, I you know, I listened to myself and I went to therapy and I'm like it's only like 9 days after it and I'm like mm-hmm. but I'm okay, like I'm dealing with it and they're like, "But you need time to process this. Like you're still not even fully processed." I'm like, "No, I'm okay. Like I've accepted it. Like I'm okay." And it's like, mm-hmm. "We're going to be going through this for years." And I was trying to rush it and I got sick. I was getting diagnosed with all these different things. I lost a lot of weight. I was, you know, losing relationships. I was pushing my boyfriend away. I was pushing my family away. I didn't want to be around anybody. I was getting really mean, really cold, really standoffish. Mm-hmm. Um, just I lost myself. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to operate. I didn't know how to be around her family. I felt guilty in a way. It was like the weirdest feelings just all pouring out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't take that time to really process my thoughts and process, you know, what was actually happening. And I had a yeah, lot that of, makes sense. I had a lot of resentment and a lot of a lot of anger because not uh, not only because of how she died, but he was on the run. The guy who killed her was on the run mm-hmm. for two months after it, and then his family caused the ruckus on Facebook um, with her family. And it just wow. was a big mess. And I just couldn't understand how people, I just couldn't understand it. I couldn't break my mind around mm-hmm. any of it. So yeah. I was really cold for a while. And, you know, just, I would definitely just say, like, really process everything. Really take your time with it. If people are trying to be there for you, let them be there for you. Like, if you know mm-hmm. the meaning well, if you need time to yourself, really express that and, and really take the time you need. Uh, talk, write, pray, definitely, definitely pray. I don't know how I didn't say that first. God first. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely had God in my corner the entire time. I needed him in my corner because I don't know how I would have made it through. Um, mm-hmm. If you're experiencing this, like, I, I just want to say that I'm sorry and it's not fair, but it does get better. It does get easier. I know that sounds so crazy because I would see that and I'm like, how? Like, how? Like, what do you mm-hmm. mean? She's not coming back. Like, what do you mean it'll get easier? Yeah. Um, no, and I think I can definitely understand that and feel where you're coming from because, you know, I didn't like lose a best friend, but I think, you know, you're aware I like lost my mom. Right. That was like the most hardest thing I ever, you know, dealt with. And like what you said with grieving. Um, I actually, how old was I? I think I was 24 at the time. Mm. Um, I was young at the time and it was crazy because I never even dived into the story with people really, but I just remember I was going to work in the morning and I called my aunt because my aunt was there with her. And I told my aunt, I was like, you know, I'm getting off work soon when my mom wakes up, you know, put her on the phone for me so I can talk to her. And literally seconds when I got off the phone with my, with my aunt, my aunt called me big just to tell me she didn't say it directly, but she she told me that I needed to come see my mom. And then there in that moment, I knew. And um, that's why I said with grieving, like you said, 
you know, don't rush the process because mm-hmm. I feel like it's always going to be that pain that's there. And nobody really can tell you how to grieve, like, mm-hmm. at all. I feel like everybody has their own, you know, way to process it. Like, say if you lost your mom, you know, just like I lost my mom, just because we both lost our moms, it doesn't mean our grieving process is going to be the same, if Absolutely. that makes sense. Right. Um. So, you know, grieve the way that you want to. And people always say, you know, it gets better with time, time heals all wounds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that that's not the case that you kind of deal with your own grieving in your own unique way so that's kind of how I see it but I'm so so sorry you had to you know lose like your sister and damn near your best friend basically because you know you don't call a lot of people your best friend and it's like time um but I do thank you so much for sharing um and tell them your Instagram name again so they can follow you yes it's Kiera Kaylin K-I-E-R-A K-L-Y-N-N uh yeah thank you for getting that out of me because I I don't I don't talk about it often honestly I really Mm -hmm. don't um I talk about her a lot but I don't talk about the the what I'm really going through if that makes sense you know because every day is different some days I can go weeks with just feeling good and I'll get little visits from her in small ways you know I'm I'm very mm-hmm. careful so I I pick up on different things that some people won't really some people that you know they don't relate to but right. I get little visits from her and I understand like the whole spiritual world um but sometimes it's really hard and I'm I, I, it gets dark it gets dark yeah. and, and lonely sometimes but it's all yeah. a part of the process and I'm just learning and understanding more and more so I, I like that yeah. I was able to talk about it and I didn't mind sharing. <laughs> well, I am glad that you have like a therapist and someone that you are seeing and talk to about it. Cause I feel like we try to deal with our problems on our own and like be our own therapist in our own way. And we need somebody to talk to because it's yes. gonna be some days where you just don't have the words or the courage to say much mm-hmm. and all you wanna do is just cry. Yep. Like you don't know what else to do. And by all so means I feel do like, that. like mm-hmm. if that's what you're feeling, by all means do that. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. So, Kira, to bring us on a brighter side from this, so you didn't even tell them you have a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell them a little bit about your podcast. Yes. So, every Thursday at 7 p.m., uh, my girlfriend, Kalima, uh, we went to high school together. Uh, her and I have a podcast called Khaki Shade Podcast on YouTube. You can search DMTV, which is the core media TV, uh, and you'll see our podcast episodes. We've been doing this now for about two months. So, we have uh, we have quite a bit of content on there uh we talk about women empowerment we talk about growth and healing uh we try to keep it light but we get touchy we get in a deep conversation sometimes uh it's very similar to uh jd inspo's podcast actually yes (laughs) Yes, it's very nice it's just like jd inspo's podcast um yeah Cool. Well, I hope hopefully you guys tune in. Hopefully you guys check her out. Also, Kiera will be vending at my next event, which yes. will be April 26th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. She'll have um, some of her skincare line products there. So hopefully you guys check her out. And then she also will probably have her business cards as well to pass out for, for sure. her makeup. So make sure I, you guys check her out. Yes. And I wanted to mention that uh, after my event, after I sold out back in October, uh, I didn't relaunch. And this will actually, my relaunch is actually the last week of March so when I do the pop-up for Janae's uh uh mixer this will be my first relaunch so I'm really excited oh, for it yes this will be good. my first like, yes, I'm little excited. premiere <laughs> so yes, right, I'm excited perfect. for it <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you, Kiera, so much for tuning in with me today. And make sure you guys check her out. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for tuning in.
And be sure to Thank follow you. me on Sierra Kaylin on Instagram. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah, she won't be disappointed. <laughs> Thanks, Jeanette. Take care. No problem. Bye. So, you guys, I hope what I talked about earlier inspires you with um, entrepreneurship or anything else that you want to do. And also the interview that I did with Kiara K. Lynn. On my next episode, I will have my friend of many years, Andrea, come on and she will talk about real estate. Um, she is currently in the real estate business. Um, so she will give us much insight and advice on different ways to rent, buy, sell, whatever you're looking to do. So make sure you tune into that next podcast episode. Take care. Thank you guys so much for tuning into JD Inspo podcast episode today. If you are not, make sure you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, JD Inspo underscore. There you will learn more about my clothing brand and also upcoming events that I have. So I look forward to seeing you um, and I look forward to you staying connected with me. Take care until we meet again.